game begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 21 of Dadgum Nerds, your podcast for family first fanboy fun. I'm your host, Andrew, and joining me today are my fellow dads, Zach, Yippee! Kevin, Hola. and Trip. I'm here too. Well, yes, this week, are. in light of Thanksgiving coming up, we We're thought so we'd take thankful. a second and ponder some of the moments around our movie experiences that have particularly moved us and that we are just thankful for. Yeah, I had to think about it's it's our cornucopia <laughs> kevin you actually had to use your brain this week yeah uh well before we jump into our discussion anything happened to you guys in dad life this week <laughs> i had the strangest role reversal if you could call that experience with my son at the park this week he loves dogs but strangely and i don't know where this falls in the psychology of child development he he won't call animals by their names yet he only says their sounds so yeah. like he knows yeah. what a dog yeah. is. He knows what yeah. a cat is. And I will say point to the cat. And he just goes, meow, meow. Well, this dog came along with this owner and my son gets really excited and starts pointing at the dog and goes, bark, 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 bark. And I'm like, yes, son, that's a dog. Well, he gets more and more emphatic and he starts to escalate to the point where he starts going, bark, bark, bark. <laughs> to the point that the owner is now looking at my son going what the heck is happening and the is dog is now scared and is he barking at and my I'm dog like, and I'm like, my son is barking at your dog I, I i promise he's got all the shots and like he's like bah, 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 to the point that i have to like pull my son back and this poor owner and the dog was, you know by his collar uh, of his shirt mind you and <laughs> and then the owner and the dog like scurry away and i was like that was the weirdest thing my son just barked at a dog and scared the owner <laughs> and the dog and the dog and the dog too that and me <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> yeah and i was like i don't know what to do. my i don't even know what's happening right now so anyway it was a bit uh, it, would you call that role reversal or uh, uh, either way just out of, just, just for clarification dog. is he saying the words bark bark or is he making the noises? He's making the noises. So, I mean, you know, okay. he's trying to sound like a dog. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a story. Um, this one's about my Theodore. So okay. not the little one of Andrew's. My Theodore's eight years old. So I have gotten for a long time now tired of the only music my kids listen to is like Disney soundtracks. Let it go. Or all that <laughs> stuff, right? Oh, what's wrong with Disney unknown? soundtracks? Depends on how many times you listen to them. Yeah, okay, listen to it 5,000 times. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So, I'm trying to think of music I can introduce to Theodore and the other kids, specifically Theodore, because he is a big music guy. He, he plays piano and does all these other things. Oh, good for him. Like, man, I really want to introduce you to some of dad's music. Okay. But I want to be able to just, like, let it play and not have to worry. Oh, skip that song, because... <laughs> <laughs> right. So, there's... A Mongolian rock band called The Who. Oh yeah! yeah. What, Whoa. dude? Like yeah, throat they, singing? Yeah, they Whoa. they did music for um Star Wars Jedi Star Fallen Wars. Orders. Yeah, Fallen Order. Excuse me. So I'm sitting there, and he's do, so we homeschool. He's sitting there doing his schoolwork at the kitchen island table. I'm like, let's just try this out because I listen to that band. Every, while I work a lot of times. Yeah, me too. I, yeah. I, I float between what? I float between them and Weezer, right? So <laughs> how do you get any work done? I get tons of work done, good sir. So 
I turn it on <laughs> and it's their song Uva Uva U. I know yeah. Trip has heard that. Uva 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 U. And little dude just starts like <laughs> bobbing his head and he's yeah. like, Dad, like I what is this? this? <laughs> so this is also I so I found an album that I can let him listen to. Without having to worry about the words, because it's, it's, it's all in Mongolian, because it's in Mongolian, and that he just loves. That is, so that is awesome. So oh good my job, gosh! And that's the wow. H U. Awesome. Yeah, just yeah. Yep. Oh my word! I love that song. Yeah, yeah. Two people in here listening to Mongolian throat singing. What are that? Because oh my gosh. I don't. Because I don't have to zero in on what they're saying. It's right. it's almost as if like it's just part of the music. It's like an additional it's not, instrument, it's, right? Exactly. Huh. Rather than lyrics. And so it's great. I zone out while it's playing. It's it's fantastic. It's it gets me in a great flow wow. state. Wow. Well, uh, you learn something new every day. I guess as a parent, you do what you can. You know, uh, I no. didn't miss that. That was no, a history no. pun, no. y'all. Yeah, it was. Go back to, go back to Phoenix. Schooling all over this place. Man, y'all don't have to gang us up on me. Oh, I had a revelation that, um, but that's too, when I, I have a tendency to turn into Adam Sandler, uh, when my daughter does something that I don't want her to do, uh, because usually (laughs) I'm saving her from, I'm stopping her from doing something last minute. Like if she gets too close to something that's going to hurt her or this evening, she was, uh, eating, uh, ground Turkey and a little bit of the Turkey heads. mm, Yeah. I mean, we, we (laughs) want to raise her to fend for herself so she needs to understand her digestion needs to Helps go ahead and get used to that yeah. pre-gaming mm-hmm. thanksgiving yeah. right there yeah well covid's a completely different world now guys you got to be ready for anything so <laughs> um anyway so uh, she gra- she does not slow down when she is eating she's kind of like me she just shovels food into her mouth <laughs> and it's a choking hazard so she had grabbed a giant piece of turkey and was this close to sticking it in her mouth and you know probably suffocating and so be able to uh, i saw gobble. it last i saw it last minute and you know my brain just snaps when i when i see that and i don't process words it's just action <laughs> so what came out was don't eat the turkey no don't eat the turkey okay so you, you changed well have you been listening to too much mongolian music and so you were no. warning her in mongolian yes it turned out it actually turned out to be more of a cross between if adam sandler was singing for the for the who uh so it was more like what Okay, now that I would pay to see. <laughs> that sounds like a YouTube video that needs to happen. That I would pay no, to we'll, see. We'll we'll figure out how to make it work. <laughs> All right, guys, well, let's get into this discussion. We'll get started right after this. Did you know Daggum Nerds has merch? Well, if you'd like a Daggum Nerds t-shirt, sweater, hoodie, water bottle, sticker, or even a fanny pack to really show off that dad bod, head to daggumnerds.com slash store. It's the perfect way to support the show and rock that dad swag. Again, that's dadgumnerds.com slash store. You'll never know what's in store. Okay, so when we say movies and moments that we are thankful for, what exactly does that mean? I don't know. You came up with this topic. You tell us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm along for the ride. What what does this mean to you? How does this make you feel? You're full of Thanks. Okay. So, so when I look back on it, thank you, Kevin. Yes, you're welcome. (laughs) Who would have thought I would be the one to pull yourself out of that? (laughs) Just like movies or things related to films that I look back on my life and I'm thankful for that's 
either that scene or that movie or that experience. Yeah. As it relates to film. I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Same here. Moments for me that kind of like deeply impacted me and sometimes too, um, where I'm thankful for that particular movie or that particular moment from a movie. But not because deep impact. My, you said deeply impact, so but not deep impact, right? No, not, not the movie deep impact. No, not the, the movie, movie deep impact. Is Very not thankful for Morgan Freeman. Not yes. the movie deep not, impact. Not the movie no, you're right. deep impact. Um, but you know, stuff that like there's one in the movies that's on this list tonight that dramatically altered the course of my life. Wow. Um, I know now you're an editor who sits at home all day and wears nerd gear. Man, what was Man. this movie? What could have been? <laughs> what got you out of the basement? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, oh, dear. Oh, oh dear. my stars oh, and garnish. Bless your heart. Stay tuned. You too. Clutch, clutch my pearls. <laughs> <laughs> or or, or yeah, pull a Brett. Gracious. Got the vapors. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. So let's just jump into this. So what are three movies or moments that you are thankful for? Trip, you want to start us off? Nah. Okay, cool. I'm good. <laughs> I'm not thankful <laughs> for anything. No, yeah, no, no. Pa- uh, pass. Oh, pass. Um, <laughs> n- number three for me uh, was the moment that Gorgo, uh, played by Lena Headey, Hedy? Hedy? from uh, in the movie 300, when she stabbed uh, Theron, mm-hmm. uh, Dominic West's character yep. in oh, the that movie dude. 300. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So... Part, one of the reasons this came to me was because it was one of the first times I ever heard the audience in a movie clap. Um, mm, because wow. It's a pretty good comeuppance. If, like, in that if you remember, if you remember, um, if for anybody who may not have seen it, the, that uh, Thera, excuse me, Gorgo is Leonidas's wife. And Leonidas has left uh, Sparta to lead the 300 into battle. Uh, with King Xerxes and Gorgo is trying to make a case with the the council over there to actually send the entire Spartan army over there. So Mm -hmm. her husband doesn't, you know, die. Um, And she needs, she needs, she needs Theron's help for it. And Theron puts her through the ringer because he's Mm -hmm. such a, just a conniving, greasy, manipulative human being. And um, yeah, he, he uses the opportunity. Bad politician. He, I would, yeah, without getting too much into it, because it is an R-rated movie. He abuses her, and he basically doubles back on his promise. Um, and I don't remember the full extent of it. I just remember that towards the end, um, she was about to be led away, and you think, "Oh my gosh, this is it for her. The guy's going to get away with it." She pulls somebody else's sword, turns right around, and just runs the guy through. Yeah. Uh, with the sword. And I mean, just the way nobody saw it coming, nobody in the audience saw it coming and everybody kind of went, Oh, (laughs) 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 and, and I even remember like balling up my fist going, that I, that was a more emotional moment for me than really anything else in the, in the movie because I knew like the sure. 300 was going to, I knew the 300 were going to die. Yeah, we all, I know we there's all no way they're coming back from the end. But I didn't know Titanic, how, though. but <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know how the <laughs> subplot was going to go. I didn't know how the subplot was going to go. So, um, I don't know. It just gave me the warm fuzzies. Uh, I still think about yeah, right. it uh, from, Watching from time someone to get time. Yeah, get stabbed through the heart. Oh, yeah. stabbing. No, it wasn't it was the It was the cheering from the stabbing. Exactly. The, oh, the okay. stabbing itself. It was the so cheering. It was the glorifying from the in the stabbing. stabbing. That makes no, it, it better. No, it was it was it was the stabby stabby. It was the stabby. <laughs> <laughs> heart wants what a heart wants. What can I say? 
So oh. number three. <laughs> well, thanks for taking a stab at it. Mm. Oh man. Do you like, do you feel like you have to make up for lost time when you come back on these podcasts? <laughs> because um, it feels like when you're gone, you double down. Pun count. Do we recall the pun count of the previous episode? Oh, that's right. There was none. It was uh, There's a reason for that. We enjoy actually having a conversation that maintains its momentum. Listeners, let your voice be heard. Sale. Fill out the survey. Let the pun stay. Except <laughs> for turnip. Except <laughs> no. for Except turnip. for turnip. <laughs> okay, before this goes any further, Zach, what, how about you? What's your first one? Um, so on the complete opposite end of the spectrum from 300, a movie <laughs> that is always near and dear to my heart and that I'm truly thankful for is Elf. Yes, yes. the derpy Christmas yeah. classic with Will Ferrell as a giant elf. So I remember when my dad Why? first rented that movie growing up, I remember like all I saw was the first half with the little claymations. And I thought it was going to be like the Rudolph mm-hmm. or the old Santa Claus. I'm like, this is dad, this is such a kid's movie. And then I laughed my lungs out the rest of the mm. film, which is funny because I really don't like Will Ferrell in anything else, but I think he's no, hilarious really in this movie. <laughs> and funnily <laughs> he's enough, one of my gu- he, he stars one of my guilty pleasure movies for sure. Really? Yeah. I, I can see that. I, I feel like all of his movies are guilty pleasure movies, but, but <laughs> elf it's just got this innocence to it. I love how like nothing can uh, darken buddy's day. Like he's just the eternal Christmas loving optimist and funnily enough, in this movie, uh, we quoted all the time in my house. Like anytime oh gosh, we have yes. at least a semblance of a farewell, it's like, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> find your dad. Uh-huh. Bye, Mr. Normal. Like it's just, it, it's a constant soundtrack. But I actually ended up using a line from Elf to ask my wife, Meredith, to date me. Um, and it's so the try line. It try, try, try it on me. Try it on me. You want to go eat food? Eyebrows, <laughs> eyebrows, eyebrows. You know the code. And, Swoon. And so I, when I was asking her to date me, I was driving two and a half hours from Atlanta to Birmingham, first to ask her dad for permission, and then to go ask her. And on the way over, I was trying to think, how do I ask this girl? How do I ask her? Well, if she gets this movie quote, she's the one. She's in. And I was thinking, like, if I go... Do you want to go eat food and just like blank stare? That was going to be my instant filter. I'm like, well, save myself that relationship angst. I'll just leave her there. But she, instant, for that. she instantly got it. I'm like, all right, this one's worth pursuing. And uh, so it has a special place, not only in my life, but now my marriage. So we actually watch it every year. That is our Christmas movie that we watch. And we've oh, even developed our own version of a drinking game. Except it's eggnog. So oh, okay. <laughs> anytime they say Merry Christmas, anytime they say elf, we take a shot of eggnog. And then in the movie, when he says eat an entire roll yeah. of Toll House cookie dough as fast as we can, we actually do that. So eggnog and cookie dough and oh gosh, and that's just don't knock it until you try it. Come, come join Ooh. us. I had a buddy of mine it's who told Christmas. a story that how he had never been sick before and he wound up eating like drinking like milk and eating an apple pie from McDonald's and yeah. like several other sweet sugary things oh. and dairy wine. Oh, and some ginger ale and stuff like that. And he goes, I didn't realize it was going to trigger anything in my <laughs> gut. And I threw up in the bathroom and it was pink and it was foamy and it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, how about you? Yeah. So mine's not a movie. This is uh, something that I am thankful for though. 
So from the mid nineties to early two thousands, there was this movie theater I grew up with in Orlando, Florida. I lived like maybe 10 minutes from Disney growing up. So this was nice at the time it was called the AMC pleasure Island 12 and it grew into now what's called the AMC dine in Disney Springs 24. Okay. So I would go and see movies weekly and by movies weekly, it wasn't uncommon for me to go to the movies four times a week. Oh. Yeah. And, th- wow. and that was back in the day when directly across from it was a Virgin Megastore. So when oh, mo- nice. movies and music would come out, you know, with CDs, or mm-hmm. they, they generally came out on Tuesdays, but Virgin Megastore was open till 2 a.m. even on Mondays. Okay. So if you were there at midnight on Monday, they'd sell you the stuff that was coming out on oh, Tuesday. Okay. But we would go, and this was before you had easy access to, you know, things like the internet. So there was lots what? of times where we'd have to like check the newspaper to see what was going, but we would go so much over time that we would just go and it was like, oh, that's, that's starting in 20 minutes. Let's go see that. Nice. Cool. But we would go like, that's where all my money went in my late high school, early twenties. discretionary income. <laughs> Everything I really went was, to movies, right? I was thinking, man, if between Virgin and the four, four movies a week at the theater, you be in a whole different tax bracket if you had just a, saved all that money. <laughs> right. You could right. have retired early. Well, yeah, if so, you had invested that into a mutual yeah. fund. Yeah. yeah well, I'm, or I'm I could reading. see basically every single movie that came out from 94 to 2000. That is another option. You yes. can't put a price so tag I did that on memories. And I, yeah. And I went with um, my buddy James from Cinerealist. So him and I would hey, go. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And speaking of Cinderellists, if you haven't checked those guys out, they had us guest on their podcast a little bit ago, and they're mm-hmm. pretty great guys. So yeah, and they're not going anywhere. Shout out to Cinderellist, four hundred something right now, oh. going strong. One day, one day. Um, okay, so my first pick is going to actually be the Emperor's New Groove. Hey, booyah! Yeah, it is one of my favorite comedies, like Zach so said, good. with Elf. It is so quotable for any occasion. There's many a gif that I use, gif, gif, whatever you want to call it, that I use. Peanut butter? Yeah. I was whatever. just thinking that. It's like peanut butter. Um, Choosy memes, choose gif. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I as much as I have, on the fly. I need to write that down. Copyright as much as one. I have good memories of you know the Emperor's New Groove and the quotes that come from it, um, I'm actually thankful for the story behind it. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it. it. There's a um, kind of uh, unofficial documentary that Disney really doesn't want people to watch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's on um, Disney minus. No, it's basically it comes on and off YouTube. <laughs> Disney after hours. Um, it's called the sweat box. Which is a, it's an animation that term. sounds wonderful. Sounds awful. <laughs> the sweatbox. Um, the sweatbox in old animation is times it, is where is they used to. Is it moist? No, it's where they used to look <laughs> at the daily uh, drawings that everybody used to do in the days of hand-drawn paper animation. Oh, um, and they're all sweaty because of their knuckles. And you know, it's... just shut your face. Okay. <laughs> Where's the sweat? Let me finish my story <laughs> about the turtles. <laughs> um... <laughs> But in this in this documentary, they explained that the original story for the Emperor's New Groove, which if you've not seen it currently is about a story of a very self-centered ruler of an Aztec uh, culture who, through fantastic circumstances, gets turned into a llama. Because a llama? 
He's supposed to be dead. And in his quest, you get unturned back from a llama. (laughs) Unturned back? Unturned back, yes. It's a very official Unturned back would be staying a llama. And his quest to be turned back. Yeah, sure, whatever. Did he thaw or unthaw, Andrew? (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. But in his quest to get back to his original state, how about that for you? There you go, that works. Um, he learns well, the, the Inca unselfish. Empire was Providence, you know, is not state. Okay. Zach, shut up! <laughs> so the initial concept for this movie, though, was supposed to be Prince and the Pauper oh. set in Aztec mm. times. And mm. they had Steen involved with it, and they had a lot of old Disney animators. And it was supposed to be kind of melodramatic, actually. And nine months before the movie was supposed to come out, they showed what they had to a Disney executive. And the executive said, this sucks. <laughs> do it all over again in nine oh, months wow. tell me in how you really nine feel months. <laughs> wow. wow and the moment that i am thankful for is actually that moment hmm. so i want to <laughs> say we got thank, the emperor's new groove i want to say thank you to that disney executive or executives who were in that meeting and told them to redo it because we wouldn't have the emperor's new groove without it so can you find that original <laughs> cut somewhere um, I don't think you, I don't think you can. Um, well, it's locked in a sweat box. Uh, yeah, the, that's true. Good luck sticking your hand you in there. The vault is the documentary, this, the sweat box. Gotcha. Well, funnily enough, Emperor's New Groove is on my list as well. And that's because second to Elf, it is easily the most quoted thing. Oh my not gosh. only in our house, but just friend circles. I mean, don't we're always me. about to go over a huge waterfall. Shop box at the bottom. <laughs> most likely. Bring it on. But I mean, also, um, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? Your excuse. <laughs> Your excuse. Or, or when something just vaguely doesn't make sense, we're like, by all counts, it doesn't make sense. Like, just, <laughs> right. I mean, That's Crunk. Right. <laughs> I absolutely adore Crunk. And funnily enough, again, with my wife, as a way of impressing her early on in our dating, I actually memorized the short order cook scene with Crunk <laughs> as a way of impressing her and uh, we're married and, and have a kid. So you can question my methods, but you can't question my results. Ordering three pork combos, extra bacon on the side, a basket of liver and onion rings, three chili cheese samplers and a steak cut in the shape of a trout. You got all that, honey? Three ochres wearing pants, three plates of pot air, basket of grandma's breakfast and change the bowl with a gill. Got it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've got so many memories just of like sleepovers with friends. And that's the movie we'd kick on. It is such that's an underrated the movie you kick on. Yes. Kevin. Uh, all right. I'll let it uh, go. It's hilarious. Oh, that's another one for exotic bird. Bingo. I am, <laughs> I loving, am loving this. this. Uh, Trip, how about you? Uh, number two is getting a little more emotional for me is uh, the movie Warrior starring Tom Hardy and oh, I love um, that film. Joel Edgerton. First movie I ever mm. seriously bawled my eyes out at um, mm. probably cried for 10 minutes after it was over. Um, so good. It is it's, so good. It, it really was. Um, I, I think because so uh, I've got a black belt and so I, I, I am good for you. Leather? It, it, it felt like do what now? <laughs> no. Oh, Let's say I have a black belt too. I wear it the way. Oh, yeah, I got a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> I got a brown belt too. So I've got a okay. One. Okay. So so hang on. Before, so for those who have not seen the film, what is it about? It is a movie. the The boiled down version of it is these two brothers who face off in the ring for intermartial for a MMA tournament. Hmm. Um, and so one is um, a marine. I think it was. He was in the armed forces. 
Um, the other is kind of a down on his luck dad, father of like one or two kids. He's got a wife who works double shifts at the restaurant, stuff like that. And they have this alcoholic father and they, mm. they do not really get along with each other. Long story short, uh, spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, it's the, I'm about to give away the ending. Um, they wind up facing off with each other at the end of the, at the end of the movie. In the and I was so in the finals, I was so tired <laughs> by the end of the movie. <laughs> Because the movie is so the, the 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 punches have such impact. You go, you, I mean, I was I kind of like hmm. my shoulders were up around my ears for most of it, going, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> that you know, because it really looks like it hurt. And my family, like, we have always we 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 would go through like annual, <laughs> almost like clockwork, where we were at each other's throats. But mm. we always came back. We always mm. circled back around and um, reconciled. And so it was like I understood the family uh, dynamic. I understood the divisiveness between two brothers. Um, they had a father that they hated, but the father was trying to get back on their good graces. He was mm-hmm. genuinely trying to reform. Mm-hmm. Um, I understood the martial arts aspect of it because I understand like when you're rolling with somebody like that on the ground, the 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 physical toll that it takes and at the end of the movie what causes one of the brothers to tap out is the other one tells him he loves him and the Mm. music just swells up and tom hardy is just a powerhouse of an actor so he's 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 crying he's absolutely selling it and then his brother Dang it. His brother picks him (laughs) up, picks him up and everybody's cheering and you go, Mm. oh my God, it's all going to be okay. And you know, the other brother's going to give him some of his prize money and they're going to work this out. And and this is just the perfect movie. And I was, I was wrecked by the end of it. You don't have to be a fan of MMA. No, no, it's just, it's, it's really more of a physical manifestation of the family, the family dynamic, just the fighting. And uh, it, it yeah. And so the fight was, at the end is more symbolic than it is exactly pugilism. Exactly. Like it's actually 100%. yeah, cool. Yeah, a and physical Tom, representation of what you've seen the whole movie emotionally. It's it's exceptionally done. Um, yeah. I was uh, one of those movies, one of the most surprising movies I've ever seen. Um, if yeah. someone is in, yeah. is listening to this and has not seen Warrior, do yourself a favor, please watch it. And I mean, pack the tissues. Above that, it was <laughs> yeah. a boxing office hit. Okay. Oh, you got to stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm starting to like want to encourage Zach. No. Like bad Kevin. Bad <laughs> Kevin. Kevin go. Go. This is go. so good. You're an enabler. <laughs> I am that. I am that. A punabler. Kevin, how about you? What's your next pick? So my next pick, it goes back to movie theaters. Oh, my, I have a movie theater theme. This is... Hmm. Uh, so there's two movies sort of this and for the same reason. So the one everybody in the world knows is Toy Story 4. Okay. Oh, came well, out in, yeah. Tw- yeah. never saw it. We came out in 2019. <laughs> Surprise. But you Wait, know. Wait, Trip's it. not seen a movie? What? Uh, Glad we have that in recording. Unheard of. <laughs> and then a movie that nobody's heard of other than Zach and Andrew and a couple other people. Trouble in the Plate which came out in 2014. <laughs> I really enjoyed yep. that one. And so the reason they, why these are important movies that? to me. No. Okay. Yeah, no, no idea. Like, I was like, really? of all the movies you haven't seen, you saw that. <laughs> yeah. An independent film made by a buddy of ours. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So the reason why these are important, Trouble in the Plate was the first time me and Margaret took Felicity and Theodore to a movie theater. Oh, I remember really? that. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I didn't realize and that. That's really yeah. sweet. And then Toy Story 4 was the first time we, all six of us, oh. went to a movie theater together. Okay. Um, okay, so that's that was, pretty cool. Those films were their first movie theater experience. That's oh, great. Neat. And, and growing up, like going to movie theaters as much as I did, I'm, I, that's my biggest pain point with the COVID of all is... Mm -hmm. And well, and not, not the COVID at all, but really like the way technology is going, people having like all these systems in the home and streaming mm -hmm. and not really having to go to that theater experience. Mm -hmm. There's something mm -hmm. so special about a theater yeah, experience. Yeah, that was a special that, moment for you growing up that, and you get to share that with your kids. Losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that's why those movies are that's so really awesome neat. to me. It has yeah. nothing to really do with the film itself. It just right. they just happen to be those films. I got to take my kids to the movie theater too. And that's what's well, awesome. Molly, Kevin's three-year-old. If you are listening to this, I'm sorry. Toy Story 4 was your first movie theater experience. Yes. If you want to call it that. Your so so that was in. 2019. So she was two at the time when that came out. She was there. <laughs> yeah. Right. She, she was she there. Existed. Right. She existed. She was running there. a lot around the movie theater and all that fun stuff. Right. Okay. Okay. Word. She gotcha. was there. <laughs> Present. All right, so my next pick is actually Wally. Wow. Wally. Molly wanted to watch that today, as a matter of fact. Oh, well, go Molly. She didn't, but she wanted to. Ah. Well, this movie was really what convinced me to go to college for animation. Um, Your mom I goes to it was <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what do you say to that? Wow, is that the first Napoleon Dynamite quote we've had on this show? And it's the last 21 one. episodes? No. And, and the, the last, last one. So good. That movie's so good. Shut your dang mouth. Okay. Oh, well, it, this, oh. this that is was so bodacious, Kevin. No, um, but Wally, I was on the fence on going to school for film, um, for animation. Okay. <laughs> Podcasting <laughs> skills, animation skills, college skills. They were bred for their skills in magic. <laughs> no, but with Wally, honestly, the first, what, 30, 45 minutes of that film to me is some of the most. Mm phenomenal storytelling without words um such mm -hmm. visual storytelling that was in that and really just kind of opened my eyes to what you can do with animation it was a um, beautiful which, silent film the first 40 oh, minutes of it my goodness yeah up until mm -hmm. you see the first person in the movie it just becomes good but that first just first part of it is just so magical well um, i mean when they start playing those clips of Hello Dolly and they yeah. use that mm -hmm. as a way of showing their relationship, I mean, I started tearing up. I mean, that was just masterfully done. And ultimately, that was kind of the decision that I want to make. I want to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so I ended up switching from what was a film major at the time to animation. Um, and that was and Wally was part of the reason that I made that switch. So I am very grateful to Pixar and all the crew over there um, for making that movie come to be. Wow. So it was a, it was a key frame for you. It was. Mm. Come on. That was a good pun. That, that was, was like that was technical depth. That was good. Oh, admit uh, it. Admit it. You animation major. That was good. No, <laughs> there was context and I connected it, the dots. Oh, keyframes connect dots. No, they don't. It they gets better. Don't oh, it, they make dots. They don't connect. The, anyway, whatever. Yeah, they extrapolation. <laughs> Trip. How about you? What's your last pick? 
My last pick, uh, believe it or not, is Disney's Alexander and the Terrible Horrible No Good Very Bad Day, Whoa. starring really? Steve Carell and Jennifer Garner. Well, oh. if we are if we are talking about what we are thankful for, okay. it's really more the time in my life that this movie came around. Okay. okay. Um, mm-hmm. So earlier, I guy I told you guys that uh, my family and I would get pitted against each other at times, but we would always come back around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until one day we didn't. Um, after ah, 30 years yeah. of marriage, uh, the guy who uh, was responsible for my birth abandoned his post as a father. And mm. um, uh, I had just gotten married. Um, and without, yeah, without going too deep in, because I don't want to make it sound like I'm uh, disparaging anybody, he didn't even wait for my honeymoon to be over uh, when I got the news. So, wow. We were, yeah. Yeah. So, um, wow. That movie title that we, now seems like an optimistic movie title. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were in this, you know, the, it threw my mother into a complete tailspin. And so sure. we were mm-hmm. in this phase where we lived about two hours apart from one another and she didn't like being in her house, obviously, uh, cause it was sure. big and empty and she mm-hmm. was an empty nest. There was nobody else there except the dog. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, she absolutely loved that dog until she thought, what's happening to my life? And then she goes, <laughs> you know, this dog's kind of in the way. <laughs> so, so, um, what happened uh, to the dog? Yeah, wait, what happened to the dog? <laughs> so interesting side note, uh, the dog is, uh, lives with us now, but the, um, the, the, there was a period of about a year, uh, probably more where my mother was coming over. If not every other, every weekend, it was every other weekend. And we watched movies. I mean, like we were trying to find stuff to do together and kind mm-hmm. of forget about the fact that, you know, that we had all kind of been dealt this blow. And so we wanted something lighthearted to watch. And one day we came across Alexander and the, I'm just going to say the day. <laughs> so I'm not saying that title. <laughs> and does that pick me up? Alexander, and bunch of words. It's a, day. <laughs> well, because it was funny it was very it was a very airy movie i mean there was absolutely no weight to anything that was happening okay. yeah. and i mean but the 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 family goes through a terrible time as a family, a lot of it's happening to Alexander, but he's having such a terrible day that it overflows to the rest of the family. And before you know it, the minivan doesn't have any doors anymore. I mean, it's there's a crocodile. There's <laughs> a crocodile a in the house. That is and, a bad day. That is a very awfully, his very bad dad, day. His dad is, um, I'm trying to remember how it went down, but I remember that Steve Carell's character towards the end of it, he's getting put out with something or the other. And he looks at the kids, he looks at the entire family and basically says, if something goes wrong, it's on me. And we all just kind of went, ooh, like, I know it's a movie, but you go, yeah. that's a good mm. dad. Like, that's ooh. a dad that takes responsibility. And um, we obviously were not dealing with a whole lot of that <laughs> at the time. <laughs> we, and so we were like, well, that's kind of inspirational. So Wow, so m- this airy any, movie all of a sudden had right. this really deep catharsis. <laughs> exactly, um, right. exactly. Like, and it's like I said, when your situation changes, it's amazing what sticks out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, it's you know, it's not a movie I go back and watch, but it's something that I'll always think of and associate yeah. with that time in my life. Now, yeah. fast forward a few years later, my mother is remarried and, and there's, I mean, it's not just, he's the guy who she married is not just my, is not my stepdad. I call him my dad. 
Oh, that's great. Uh, he, he, he took over. So, you know, just uh, didn't want to just leave all that, that darkness hanging out in the ether, mm. but it, it was... <laughs> he grabbed you know, things, that doorless minivan got full of crocodiles and said, right. this is on me. This is on me. Kind of getting a couple it. of lines there crossed, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. the essence of what happened. <laughs> Zach, how about you? Um, so for me, if we're going for moments, it was moments that are scattered throughout the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I, I watched those movies during a very formational time in my life, middle school, high school, and it just really transformed how I looked at the world. And it was nice to have characters that I could look up to. I mean, I, I can hear Aaron's fanboy screams right now, as I mentioned Aragorn, just as what it means <laughs> to be a strong male figure. And there's quotes that I, I can still remember to this day, like one that actually got me really into pursuing film myself was when Samwise has that moment in Two Towers where all this stuff is going down, all this darkness is raining. And then it's just him talking to Mr. Frodo. And he's talking about, you know, like, remember those great stories full of darkness and danger. And sometimes you didn't want to know how it ended, Cause how could it be happy? But in the end, it's only a passing thing. There's shadow. And then he's talking about how these are the stories that stayed with you because folks in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, but only they didn't because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? <laughs> that there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth, and it's fighting, worth fighting for. for. I mean, I I could have that on repeat and be inspired to charge a mountain with a pin knife. I mean, it just it was so inspiring, <laughs> and uh, it it stuck with me just, just as he's saying in that quote. And it it whenever I had dark times myself, I would continually come back to Lord of the Rings to inspire and keep me going forward. And it's just, it's a great series to hold on to. So I'm very thankful for the Lord of the Rings movies. Kevin, how about you? Yeah, so this movie I know nothing about. So I don't remember anything of it, this film. Interesting. At all. Okay. Okay. Other than it has some fairy tale people in it, like Little Red Riding Hood and Big Bad Wolf and stuff like that. That's all I remember. This movie came out in 2004. Five. It's called Hoodwinked. Yes. Italian. So I couldn't say a line from this film. I couldn't tell you who was in this film from a voice actor perspective. Wow. I couldn't tell you the animation. So I couldn't tell you. Is she really? Okay. Anyways, so, so why? So we went to that AMC movie theater one night, me and like 20 other people. And this okay. is the Pleasure Island one. This is the Pleasure Island one yeah, okay. before it would turn bad and became Disney Springs. But that's a different marketing thing we can talk about another time. <laughs> um, so Margaret and I, my wife, weren't even dating at the time. So we were all part of this group and she was sitting on one side of the group and I was part of the other side. We were talking to talking, but we weren't dating our, at all. Our so eyes but, met from across the movie theater. <laughs> no, we already knew that. We were we wound up texting each other back and forth and annoying everyone around us this entire <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah. And about three weeks after that film, we were engaged. And about nine months later, we were married. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So we had a very short. And the only reason why we waited nine months would probably have happened is because I was in school. We, I literally graduated and walked. And the next day I got married. Oh, dang. Yeah. So hoodwink. That was, that was was still trying to get the connection with hoodwinked. So it, it just started it, it all. It just happened to be that movie. Oh, like it could okay. have been so, any movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So but you're, sitting, movie. you're sitting there but texting Margaret in that movie. In that movie. Uh, in that so movie. There, during that, you're that whole there time. premarital texting, and that's what sparked the relationship. Predating texting, even really. Wow. Oh, yeah. that, that's I would say I would say that's one of those moments that cemented it moving forward, so to yeah. speak. Okay. He doesn't so like we, the movie. We knew he likes what it represents. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's no, why I, I should probably watch it because just to see it. <laughs> um, I guess um, I guess that's it's special. Sweet. That, that's why you don't remember anything about the movie because you were focused on texting Margaret. I guess that's... I was, I was texting the whole time. It was literally like okay. text, 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 text. Yeah, I know nothing about it. Well, I mean... Than, uh, well, actually, if you yeah. hate Emperor's New Groove, I have a you're feeling you will like hate it. Hoodwinked. Uh, yeah, like, it's got a lot of the it. same Margaret, humor. Margaret loves Emperor's New Groove. Okay, well, then, okay, Margaret, well, then she'll like it. Like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That never trust a bunny. Which, he wrote the directions on an Easter egg, which is extremely hard to read. <laughs> okay so yes i am one of those weirdos we started dating about two weeks later i had an engagement ring man and then a couple weeks later we were engaged well and then when we you married. know you know it was just we we started dating it was a like the probably in a january or late december and we were married september 30th so when you tell people where you met you say paradise island no we met at work <laughs> we met at chick-fil-a my good sir uh-huh. Ah. There we go. My pleasure. Well, the last one that's on my list is actually a <laughs> documentary film. Um, and when I say I'm thankful for it, uh, you're going to laugh because of what it's for. It's called The Captains. Okay, and it's a documentary. It's a documentary on uh, all the different actors who played Star Trek captains <laughs> up until uh, Jonathan Archer uh, and Scott Bakula. Wow. I, yeah, okay. I, this this came That's out of left special. field. I'm I'm a huge Star Trek fan. And so, um, you know, I popped this in. I was in school, uh, animation How school. How nerdy do you have to be to watch a documentary on Star Trek? You know, I don't want to go there. <laughs> I know. Um, Trekkies is actually a really good documentary. If okay. you haven't seen Trekkies, seen that's that a good yet. one. It's about um, Star Trek fans. All right, let's get back to Andrew's story. Stay on track. No, but you know, I'm I'm sitting here. I'm I'm sincerely trying because of like what you know moments like Wally Wally did. I'm trying to get a career in like high level animation. Mm. You know, so potentially mm-hmm. thinking about moving out to California, and you know that's going to be a big course of my life. Well, this oh, documentary, this documentary um, that came out. And I watched it on Netflix just one night because I'm like, ah, it's Star Trek. Why not? Um, it's William Shatner interviewing all the different people who played Star Trek captains. So, hmm. um, Shatner. you know, yeah. William. yeah. <laughs> um, Patrick <laughs> Stewart, Captain's Ben lost. Avery, Kate Mulgrew and Scott Bakula, um, all those different guys who played captains. And, um, you know, it's fun. You know, they're talking about their experiences in the movies and, you know, you're just enjoying it. And they're all pretty upbeat for the whole thing talking about their experiences oh we had so much fun the team dynamic was great Mm -hmm. and then the conversation takes a shift Hmm. and i don't remember exactly how it happens because i've only seen it the one time um they start asking about like do like their regrets in life and every one of them said that their regret was about family Mm -hmm. that um Kate Mulgrew said like her and her sons, her sons can't even watch the show because it took so much time away from them. And basically there's a Mm. lot of resentment that's there for Mm. it. Ben Avery said roughly the same thing. I believe Scott Bakula did too. And there's a quote that Sir Patrick Stewart said that has stuck with me to this day. He goes, "Um, I have two regrets in my life and it's both my failed marriages. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, I'm like, um, 
And I, I had a moment afterwards where it was basically a come to Jesus meeting on like, do I want to pursue animation that's high level? And I'm, that is my life. You know, I'm spending right, yeah. 12 that's what to 16. That's what you're married to. Yeah. yeah. That, that is what I'm married to is my career. I can go that way. Or do I want to choose to have a family and do something else? Mm. Um, and ultimately made the decision to do family stuff. And so that movie was a catalyst for seriously one of the most important decisions of my life. And I look back at that and say like, I wouldn't have met my wife today. Mm. I wouldn't mm. have the son that I have today. I yeah. wouldn't be in the position that I am today doing a podcast with you guys yeah, had this movie not been a part of that decision. So I am yeah, it's, extremely it's one moments, grateful. One of those decisions that you look back and you're like, why was that even a debate in my mind? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I can see that being a huge watershed moment. Cause you, you had a moment in Wally where you even decided to go to school to pursue animation. So you thought this was the course of your life. And then you come to this realization of, is this really what I wanted? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, that's huge. And, out yeah. of nowhere, this is the movie that sparks it. A documentary about oh, Star, Star Trek. Star wow. Yeah. Everything comes out of weird yeah. spots. I know. Man. Wow. So for I'm, me extreme, it was, I'm extremely grateful for that documentary. For me, uh, real quick, I believe you're talking about Avery Brooks when you say Ben Avery. Oh, excuse Avery, me. Avery Brooks. I'm Deep, so sorry. Deep, well, I just don't want to get any more angry fan mail. Yeah, no, 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 fan, things like no fan mail. I call um, myself a fan. <laughs> so ultimately, um, you chose your spouse over your computer mouse. Spouse huh? before mouse. Uh, that's not a pun. Okay. No, it's not. But it's um, it's a poetic rhyme. No, that's yeah. called trying too hard. <laughs> had the same effect though. We all shook our heads. At <laughs> Still buried our faces in our hands. Well, guys, great discussion as always. Um, so next up is our fan question of the week, and we'll be back in just a sec. This next segment is brought to you by Maleshko. Making videos should be fast and fun. Find out how at Maleshko.com. That's M-I-L-E-S-H-K-O.com. Or you can go to dadgumnerds.com slash sponsors and it'll take you straight there. Thanks, guys. All right. So fan question of the week. We actually got a really good one from Brett. So he's not here. Not here today. So, you know, he's here with us in spirit. And his question is... If Star Wars, excuse me, if the Star Wars and Star Trek universes warred against each other, who do you think would win? <laughs> triggered, triggered. Oh man! So when I look at this as a whole, I was thinking, okay, so the Star Wars universes and Star Trek universes. I, so if you, there's no bad guys and no good guys in either universe, it's all in in my mm-hmm. mind. Right. It's mm-hmm. the it's the universe. The universe. And I really don't know much about like the land fights in the world of Star Trek. So in my mind, I'm only looking at like space Space battles, battles. space battles. Yeah. And I don't see how you can come out with any other decision other than Star Trek utterly destroying Star Wars. I 100% concur. I don't like all Star Trek, Star Wars ships are basically Star Destroyers, like big aircraft carriers or little, or little fighter planes. Mm -hmm. Whereas Star Trek's they they're they're quirky. They have different attributes to them. I really don't see in an air fight how Star Trek even has a chance. Star Wars has Star, a chance. How Star Wars has a chance? Yeah. Now, granted, hmm. I, I will say that Star Wars does have the Death Star uh, to work with. It does, but I think two Borg ships would obliterate and that, that was, thing. That was my key. Is like if the Borg is in this battle, instant game over for Star mm-hmm. Wars. Yeah, because well, it that, says that's universe. A it says universe. Uh huh. And then so yeah, I don't see how in an air battle, how 
Star in a Wars space battle. Has, in a space battle. Yes. Star Wars has no hope. Uh, does that That's the premise of this? Is it? Are we talking about just a? In, so the question I mean, was: If Star Wars and Star Trek universes warred against each other, universes. who would win? Yeah. Yep. So, well, so I don't know enough about a, I don't know anything enough about the Star Trek land world other than the red shirts always dying. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm facing on my, the ground. Yeah. On the ground, I give it to Star Wars. Oh yeah. Um, but in, in space, there's even a, um, uh, I remember there's an episode of Voyager where they run into a a race that even the Borg are afraid of. Um, right. So if we're if we're talking about the entirety of the universe, I give it to Star Trek. And you have those pedal people from Picard. Oh, the space orchids. Why yeah. did you have to ruin <laughs> my perfectly people? good day? Uh, <laughs> the pedal people. Brett, Brett just, Brett just drove off the yeah. road. <laughs> yeah, I think Brett just, he just hit a telephone pole. That's All the right. last weird. Yeah. All right. So are y'all done? Are y'all done? Because uh, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, saying? I'm going to give you the answer. Okay. It's a time game because here's, here's the truth. Sheer numbers wise. Star Wars has the Star Trek universe outnumbered almost a thousand to one. Just if we're what? talking universe. Oh, you look at the population of the Federation versus the population of the Galactic Republic. Galactic, the Senate alone has 2,000 planets. But the Federation about, yeah, has 150. All no, right? but we're talking about like billions that the Borg have assimilated. Right. Well, but still. How many Borg are there in comparison to the Star Wars universe? So they the take reason, up like a whole section of the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> uh, there's twelve in the Star Wars universe sections. We don't even know in the expanded universe what's in the outer rim beyond that. So we're talking universes. That was the question. So if you were talking a space battle, Star Wars has Star Trek licked in sheer numbers alone. But here's the catch: is the Borg. Because if their whole thing is a simulation, Star Wars would have to beat them before the Borg assimilation outnumbered them. So yep. it's a time game. Yep. If Star Wars wins a quick Pyrrhic victory, and there would be heavy losses because they're using like 1960s technology versus advanced Star Trek technology. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I acknowledge that. That's, that's one of the, the tropes of Star Wars, that it's kind of semi-dated technology. But sheer numbers, they would have them licked. But if Star Trek lasted long enough, the Borg would ultimately win. And then, of course, there's the wild card of the Q, which are kind of these omnipotent. omnipotent blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but they're so disconnected. But anyway, I, Trip, so I, I, I want to hear what you have to say. Are we not like taking the Jedi into consideration here? That see, I, I was wondering when they were going to come into play. Yeah, and if but, they're on a plane, they're useless. But, but so the see, question, that's the thing no, is a space battle. No, they're not. If you're Carrie Fisher, you can pull yourself out of the uh, out of space and back into the battle. You. How <laughs> dare you okay. bring up space so, Mary Poppins into this? My question. Okay, so now my question becomes: Which Star Wars are we talking about? Pre Disney or post Disney? Star Wars universe. Um, so it's all in, all yeah. of the above. All of the everything above. all together. So that well, means no, that's start an important no, that's an important question because there are some some precedents set in legends yeah. that have been erased. Right. And so but but that also takes in I mean if if it's the entire universe as a whole, what about people like Starkiller from the Force Unleashed games who was able to bring down entire ships using the Force? Yeah. I mean, you've got some incredible powerhouses like Vader and and Starkiller and things like that who have these unprecedented amounts of, you know, force usage that, yeah, they absolutely could just, uh, they absolutely could use it. 
um, we're, the we're problem about, is the Borg because you yeah, assimilate about, a couple Jedi powers and yeah, and it's that's over. that's my thing is like the Borg is the, is the trump card in this. Not to mention you I, have non corporeal beings. You've Listen, got the, the Borg trans dimensional. The like, Borg is like a two year old having a fight. Yeah, well, I copy your powers times infinity. Yeah, well, I copy your powers times <laughs> infinity. So the Borg breaks this whole argument. Uh, so I give it to Star Trek. All right, so let's no, see. Star, Star Wars, if it's quick and decisive, Star Trek, if they last long enough for the Borg to assimilate. Star Trek is my vote. Kevin? Star Trek, and I'm not even a Star Trek fan. Okay. And uh, Trip, how about you? Star Wars. Star Wars takes it? Okay. Yeah. Well, now that we are kind of pretty much divided on that thank you for that brett (laughs) broke us all now if the dadgum nerds universe is war i'm going i'm going to quote michael kane from the dark knight rises some men just want to watch the world burn (laughs) that was what the question was brett knew that when he when he He knew exactly what he was doing he's like (laughs) gasoline gasoline (laughs) and match i believe i believe when he submitted this in he wrote a little (laughs) off to the side of it (laughs) well hey if you guys have questions if you, the listeners, have questions that you want to hear answered, be sure to go to dadgumnerds.com slash contact and we will read your question. And it has the, very much the opportunity to be read on the show for question of the week. So time to wrap this thing up. We'll head to our closing thoughts and pun count in just a moment. Got a question for the dads? Got a joke that makes your kids groan? You want a specific topic on the podcast? Then head to dadgumnerds.com slash contact and send us your thoughts. We read every submission and you might just hear it on the podcast again that's dadgumnerds.com slash contact and we'll catch you later dadgum nerds all right any closing thoughts before we go vote for pedro pedal people (laughs) i still can't get over pedal people no i still can't get over the fact that you both listen to the who in your off time Yeah. I would have thought Mongolian throat singing was something that was like so far out there. Have you listened no, to it before, music, Andrew? Yeah, so my father-in-law awesome. actually introduced me to it. Of okay. course he did. <laughs> because he's, uh, believe me, oh, this is, that's, it's par for the course for him. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, well, if he introduced it to me, then nobody else knows about this. And so hearing this from you too, I'm, my mind is thoroughly blown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, except probably uh, yeah. the man who is an editor and lives in his room all day. <laughs> You're quiet. Gosh. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you've not done so already, we have a survey going regarding what you're thinking so far about Dadgum Nerds. And the cool part is your answers will have a direct impact on how we approach our season two content in January 2021. Every vote counts. Yep. And I can tell you guys that we already have kind some of. really fun things cooking for you. So <laughs> stay tuned on that front cooking uh, well, but when we get to when you get a moment head to dadgumnerds.com slash survey again survey. that's dadgumnerds.com slash survey and give us your thoughts no joke you can get through it in just two minutes it's super quick and bonus just drop your email at the end of that survey for a chance to win a 25 dollars amazon gift card don't drop it too hard it could break this is true we've gotten good responses so far but you still have a fair chance at that sucker definitely better chance since getting a ps5 or xbox series x right now i'm not bitter <laughs> Uh, so if you want Amazon money and a chance to directly impact our season two and beyond head to dadgumnerds.com slash survey, or you can check the link in the episode description on your podcast platform. Word. And one last important note, our episode, uh, our next episode will be in two weeks, not mm-hmm. next week. 
so that we can focus on family and friends on Thanksgiving and not recording a podcast. Well, that depends on which family members we're talking about. Death, trust, death, trust, death, us. Death. trust us, loyal <laughs> listeners. There may be some times where we wish we were having a podcast with you. <laughs> All right. Well, Kevin and Zach, pun count on three. One, two, three. Seven. Ah, <laughs> uh, we almost had a month there. Darn. Almost had a month. Well, the good news is that's nine times more puns than last episode. Well, actually, mm-hmm. seven. anything times zero equals zero. Like my interest in your comments. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that's all we got for you today. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you later, dadgum nerds. And to close out this episode, we have a special rendition of Mongolian throat singing. <laughs> Surrounded by idiots. You're in a room by yourself. (laughs) Game over. Be sure to check out Dadgum Nerds on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to know what the dads are up to, get the latest updates on the show, or constantly laugh with us along the way, then you can find us on social media at Dadgum Nerds. That's at Dadgum Nerds, spelled D A D. G-U-M-N-E-R-D-S. Catch you later, dadgum nerds.